one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'm your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. There are some very serious issues to be dealt with. Ghosts of Nehemiah's past have come to haunt his new home, and a solution to Brex's condition still needs to be found. Songs are sung, force fields are dealt with, and hard decisions are made. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory learn to contend with the darker side of keeping a peaceful community. Yeah, so you and Jory go up to get the cube. Nehemiah, you go to Barry Mills. Do Mm -hmm. you, Nehemiah, consult with the others that are still here? Oh, I'll get to them. Okay. (laughs) Where do you take this body? (sighs) There is a small cemetery that has been started here. No, he doesn't get that. (laughs) Okay. I'll take him out not too far from kind of like the the gap entrance from where Dio and I first mm-hmm. came down. Probably like, you know, about a hundred yards away from uh, the settlement and away from that. Okay. So out further in and I will, you know, probably build, you know, dig out a shallow grave and then do a rock cairn on top, you know, bury him in that and then do a rock cairn on top for and that'll be that. Okay. <sighs> Could have been me. Could have been me. Nehemiah will walk back to town mm-hmm. and go to address the rest of them. Sure. You find Adriel, as you are told, that she is the one who took care of these individuals. You find her sitting next to a building, kind of on a crate of some sort, uh, cleaning her nails, picking picking out her, her nails. Adriel. Oh, you're back. Oh, yes. Heard you had some uh, visitors that didn't turn out so nice. <laughs> Rufus told you then, because that sounds like something they would say. And what would you say? I would say that we had an infiltration of some people who need to be dealt with. But I've been told that I don't get to do that. Hmm. Well, first thing I'm going to do is talk to him. Talking is allowed. Apparently other methods are not. Exactly what methods were you thinking? I... 
was going to take them on a short trip just outside the range of the sound, and we were going to accidentally run into a hungry horde of creatures. Darndest thing, huh? So sad. I was outvoted, though. democracy strikes again. (laughs) It's been set up that all important decisions have to be put to a vote between myself, Rufus, and Fahura should they come up. I, in good faith, put that to a vote. I should have known. I should have just taken them out without telling them. Well. Well. While I am glad that I get to have my words with them, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Lesson learned. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to protect the people you love themselves. (laughs) You make strange assumptions about my feelings. (laughs) I think we just have different... Different ends, but similar means. And we're willing to take those means. That I can agree with. Fair enough. Feel free to head in. This is not a jail, so to speak. We don't have one of those, but... No, we... uh, But if we're going to be keeping prisoners at all, we really need to do one of those. You'd think at some point that would have happened. I think we can make a solid case for one now. But they're inside... We've boarded the windows, and this is the only door in or out. Mm -hmm. They are all shackled with some sort of energy cuff that Rufus worked up. Neat. Nehemiah will head in. You enter the door, and it is a room that has a handful of glow globes kind of Uh in little sconces to light the room since all the windows have been boarded there are four beds a small table for eating with a couple of chairs and a handful of other amenities but it's Uh fairly simple laying on two of the beds you see the leader Taravana who you got the name of as well as Nuemos, the one that you saved from the uh, Ravage Bear attack. Sure. Standing nearby, leaning against the wall, is the man, the barrel-chested man who had the crossbow, and sitting at the table, head in her hand, is the pale-skinned mutant woman. You enter, and they all look at you. Again? I find you in prison again. Teravana swings her legs over the side of the bed and kind of just has a deep sigh. I'm looking. I'm seeing. What do you want? <sighs> what happened? What 
here? Scavengers, as you know. Actually, scavengers is a broad term. We were here looking for powerful things for certain people. Uh-huh. There's a lot of powerful things here, and when we started poking our nose around, we were told under no uncertain terms that were certain things that we were to stay away from. Most of us listened. And most of you were still alive. That is correct. I buried Nils. Thank you. What on earth? Serratus is making a power grab. Yeah. I mean, that's... Serratus has been making a power grab for years. I know that. Even when I was running with part of the reason I left. He was contacted by someone with very powerful connections and was told that if he could prove that he... I don't even quite understand it. Prove that he had the capabilities of obtaining great power that he would be allowed into their ranks. Whatever this powerful group was. I mean, that's anybody. So he scattered his companies to the wind. Find the most powerful thing you can. The person who comes back with the greatest artifact will be set for life. That sounds like him. Send out a bunch of people to do dirty work and only gotta pay one of them. Economical. Coin's coin. Well, fair to say that you ain't gonna be winning any prizes. We gathered that. You don't get to be snide with me. I help set you free. And then you come back home into my house. Start trying to dig around where you have been told shouldn't be digging. You don't get to be nasty with me. You come and you hurt my friends because y'all got greedy. Because that snipe, that criminal told you to. You know just as well as I that he is not worth your loyalty and that he is just as likely to kill the person who gets that artifact as he is to reward him. You know that. I set you free and you come into my house. I'm beyond words. You are so lucky that you are drawing breath right now. You are so lucky. Nehemiah leaves. Okay. I, um... Take an XP for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was incredible. Thank you. As I walk out, um... I look to Adriel. Get the other two. We've got a problem. Well, 
Okay, Rufus is tied up. Things are, you know, things are weird. Things are actually weirder uh, than you know. Well, considering right you're now. back, that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, uh, we brought some weirdness with us. Mm. Sorry, but these things do tend to happen. But I'll grab Fahura. Where would you like to meet? We'll we'll meet out over at the tree. It's fine. See you there. <sighs> Nehemiah is going to take the long way and is just going to walk very slowly and try and uh, compose his words. Mm-hmm. You take a long walk around Lagan. In the meantime, Smallrin. Smallrin on the other side of town, without knowing why, suddenly in her head begins saying the uh, John Mulaney, do you want me to kill that guy for you? (laughs) In her head. (laughs) Weird. John Mulaney bits are the one thing that survived the nine billion years. Yeah. No. It's 100%. It's John Mulaney (laughs) and like one TikToker. I don't know who it is, but (laughs) that's what survived from our civilization. Small run and jewelry. You have made your way up to Rufus's workshop to try and find this power source, this cube battery, essentially. You get to the kind of clearing underneath the orb where Rufus has set up shop, and Molly is there, sitting cross-legged on the floor, just watching Mm Bot-Bot do his thing. And looks up at you. When you guys come in, he's like, where did you all go? You kind of just ran. Yeah. We had some things to attend to. Fair. We still have some things to attend to, actually. Strange homecoming. I like your friend here, though. Does it have a name? That's Bot-Bot. Bot-Bot. I like it. He seems to like you. It's a very genius design. Yes. Have you had a chance to meet Rufus yet? No. I believe that you will like Rufus. I hope so. You guys have talked a lot about the people here, and I think... I think I'd like them. How can I help you? What are you doing? What what needs to... You said there's still stuff to be seen to. Yes. At the moment, we are trying... And Smallrin has brought the... Uh, the hard drive Mm -hmm. thingy with her. At the moment, we are trying to refill this to regain equilibrium in whatever energy field is... uh, We might have to show you. Okay. Um, What do you have to fill it with? I'm assuming it's not water. No. Audio recordings? So far as we know. We are here to look for an energy source that Rufus said would be in the workshop. We need it to power the recording device. Okay. Do you need to record anything specific? Because, just as a question, is this song always playing? (laughs) Oh. I guess we don't even notice it anymore. Oh god, okay. Huh. That is weird. Do we actually hear? We- yeah. Okay. 
I was like, is it just Molly then? <laughs> no, 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 no. It is the third verse now, rather than uh. the second when you left. But at this point, you guys have near tuned it out. It's kind of like white noise for you now. But having never heard the constant drone of it, Molly is not quite as used to it. I thought it was a bird. I'm so used to it. Okay, shall we find this thing? Yeah, let's take a look. Okay. All right. It doesn't take you long to find it. It's relatively large. It's still on the little, like, wheeled cart that Rufus brought it in with in the first place. And it, it's kind of... It looks almost like one solid piece of metal, except for a hairline crack along the top, like a little seam along the top that has a small circle. So it's like line, circle, and then it goes to the other side. And that small circle is blinking green. Hmm. So yeah. Is it? Looks like it. You guys take it back downstairs? Oh, yes. Bot Bot follows along. <laughs> bot Bot. Uh, is Blue there still with me? Blue is still with you. Unless Molly wants to stay on the surface, I'm assuming we bring Molly with us. Yes, he comes with you okay. at this point. Molly, correct me if I'm wrong, had said that he is not so much... He's not mechanical in the same way that Rufus is. He's more of a hacker. He's more like technical... He's more of a mechanic than he is an inventor. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's more about fixing what is there. But if you were to ask him to create something, it wouldn't go well. He's not a designer, but he can try and piece things back together. Then he is exactly yep. who we want with us right now. <laughs> this is, yes. The serendipity here just bowls me over. <laughs> As a mechanical way of describing this, Rufus is a right. Molly is a mechanically minded nano. Smallrin, Jory, Molly, and Botbot, you make your way back down to the control area. And Molly is just amazed at every turn that there is this much underground. You know, you've explored so much down here and it's significantly bigger underground than it is above. And just takes it in with wonder, the same kind of wonder that you all had when you first came down here. But you make it back to the kind of the main control room, handful of glow globes and light sources kind of permanently stationed down here now. And you get the sense that that blinking green light on the battery is also a button. Since there are no ports or anything connected to it, I'm assuming you press the button. Well, before we do, because... Okay. Uh, just because Rufus didn't seem sure exactly how much juice was left in this, mm. um, before we do that, Smallrin wants to examine this kind of panel just to see if there is an obvious place to, like, plug this hard drive in. See if there's even a port that will fit it. It's very similar to, like, a, a VHS slot or a cassette tape slot. Oh, there's a throwback for you, kids. Eight track. Yeah. Oh, that's more relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, All right, kids, go to a thrift store. 
So yeah, there is a slot that you can put the hard drive into. In fact, it's probably one of the ways that they like play things back and were to able to transmit messages and store things and all that stuff. I suppose there's nothing but to do it. <sighs> Can't be more ready than we are right now. That's probably not true, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> that is most definitely not true. Here we go! And Smallrin pushes the button. The top of the power source kind of like opens up, that hairline crack kind of opens up, and inside you see a variety of ports and outlets. Rufus planned for every possible connection. Good, Rufus! Yeah, they're great! One of them does match the power cable that was connected to the back of the panel. You connect it in, it powers up. The blue lighting, the backlighting on this portion of the control panel illuminates, and you have control of it. What do you record onto this drive? Hmm. Well, considering most of what we heard when we sampled was in the language of the song. Jory, perhaps you simply sing. I could. Yeah. Okay. I will start at the top verse and I will go down. Everything that I know. You sing the three verses that you currently know of this song. Mm -hmm. Which as you sing through it, realize that it kind of tells a story. The story of everything you've been through so far. The story of the process that you've had to take, the places you've gone, the encounters you've endured. I'm going to kind of let that connection try to inform the way that I'm singing. Because, you know, Jory's not a great singer. But I think partway through she kind of gets the idea that maybe there's more that you can put behind this and maybe that can fill it more somehow. You know, it's just the way energy works. Maybe it's not just the sound. Maybe it's everything else that you put behind it. You put the weight of the last number of months behind this, of everything you've experienced and learned. Mm. And it does somehow feel heavier. You finish. Small Renew, click the stop button as the last notes are given. And the hard drive ejects from the slot. Is there any sort of indication as to how much space we've taken up on the hard drive? Is there any sort of light or... It has almost like a battery indicator with four bars that are possible and three of them are full. You do not get the sense that you have to fill this up completely. Okay. They're probably already stacked on a little bit anyway, so, you know, <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> Just a little energy as a treat? Treat. <laughs> I can has energy. 
Adriel comes down. Your friend is calling a meeting. I shouldn't say your friend. I guess he's my friend, too. <laughs> Nehemiah wants to meet with everyone at the first tree. Well, I suppose if Void Friend hasn't been able to get the attack to stop yet, we won't be able to do anything down here until then anyway. Well, you're welcome to do what you need to do. I'm just here to inform you. Thanks, Peaches. <laughs> she simply raises an eyebrow at you. I do the same. <laughs> A very sly smile, kind of just like the corner of her mouth forms. And she just goes, you're welcome, toots. And saunters out. Well... Anything else good that happens today is just gravy, isn't it? (laughs) (sighs) I've missed playing Adriel. Adriel's always a good time. Oh, yes. I don't know if anybody has said the word toots unironically (laughs) in like 15 years. Maybe more like 50. Yeah. Maybe. It's okay. It's a good one. So do you go and meet Nehemiah first, or do you go and try to see if you can put this storage drive back first? Smallrun is just going to, like, peer into the room and see whether the, the, the Brex force field is still there. If it's in place, uh, her thought is that it'll just take too long trying to get through it and... We're not sure what Nehemiah is calling this meeting for. Um, so. You peer around the corner, the force field is still in place. Okay, I don't want to wait too long to try to get this taken care of. What happens if Brex explodes? Well, we may just have to take that chance. Nehemiah doesn't call meetings for no reason. And it concerns me that I can't think of why he's calling this one. Okay, so we run up and then we <laughs> hear it and then we run back down and I, I phase through the thing and then I put the thing in the thing and then we think. Good? <laughs> I like it. Good. I'm, it worries me that I know exactly what you just said. It just means more more in tune as friends. <laughs> I think this is going to have to be a thing I will learn. If speaking jewelry is something that this group does, I will start studying now. Molly. <laughs> I like Molly. <laughs> We're adopting jo- him. Jory doesn't now. even know what to say. You already have. I mean, we already have, but I know. Did you find a nice NPC? Please come along. Yes, by all means. Come hang out with us. Be our friend. Live in our town. You gather the things, bring the now spent battery cube back up with you, and make your way to the first tree. There, Fahura has set out some snacks. Some sort of baked... Not quite chip, uh, kind of similar to, you know, you know those uh, sweet pea snap 
puff things, like mm-hmm. the veggie straws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like that oh, almost. Yeah. Like some sort of... Like starchy straws. Yeah. 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 Some sort of puffed veggie thing. Yes. Has those out along with some water, and if anyone wants a drink of any sort, she'll easily provide it. Yeah. As Nehemiah gets there, uh, he just asks for the stiffest drink possible. And she pours you one and slides it over. You are not okay, and you only just got back to town, Nehemiah. Yeah, things got from weird to worse real quick. Do you want to talk about anything now, or are we waiting for the others? I'll just do it all at once, kind of rip the band-aid off, you understand. I do. In the meantime, have some snacks. You don't want your blood sugar (sighs) going down. No, thank you. You've overworked yourself. Usually, yeah. I am glad to have you back, though. It's been quiet without the three of you here. (laughs) Glad to be back. I will spend uh, to um, recover some intellect here. I'll use my uh, action recovery, see how that does. Ooh, get the full ten. Okay, I'm back to full. You also add one to that because you're in the first tree with Ahura cool. in her nurturing presence. Huh. Allows Excellent. you to gain plus one more. So I know you don't need it, but you do feel that warmth okay. and stability emanating mm-hmm. from her as always. Yeah, I, I take that drink and it is far boozier than anticipated, but that's what I was looking for. And it goes and... down sharp but warm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, bracing. Which is needed at this point. I, I, Nehemiah is well braced and waits for everybody. Smallrin, Jory, and Molly join you. And kind of coming in a little bit after that is Rufus as well and Adriel following right behind them. I, I I was just about to get going on what was going on there, and then you call me back in here. There seems to be so much going on. What's going on? It's about the prisoners. Oh. Rufus takes a seat and grabs a plate of veggie puffs. <laughs> I am every reason to believe that they are going to be a liability for us going forward. They run with a group that I used to run with. It's led by a man named Serratus. He's terrible. Just the worst. He is ends leap forward kind of a person. And the ends are always to benefit him and him alone. That is why the one went down there. Somebody has reached out to him and has uh, offered him some kind of great reward if he can prove that he can acquire uh, powerful artifacts and Numenera. And uh, that proved to be a bit too tempting. The crew in there best as I can tell, the only remorse they have is that they got caught. We already freed them from one prison. We caught them out in the wastes. And they were, you know, stuck in a trap. Hundreds, thousands of years old. 
And now they know we're here. And they know what's here. Or they know that something is here. I am deeply concerned that if we let them go, they're going to run right back to this guy and tell him, Hey, there is a massive thing out in the middle of nowhere, ripe for the taking. I don't think we can let him go. When Nehemiah first said that they could be a liability, uh, Smallren unhooked essentially like almost like a little fanny pack it's like a pouch that she Mm -hmm. keeps belted around her waist unbuckles it lays it on the table undoes a couple fasteners and just like unfurls it across the table and it's just full of tiny vials Mm -hmm. and she like as you continue talking she's clearly listening but also picking through and arranging them in groups of two and three multiple groupings on the tabletop. We can't let these folks leave. If we let them leave, folk like them are going to keep keep coming back and keep causing problems for us, or worse. Serratus is the worst kind of person. I got tangled up with him because I had to, and I got out the second I could. So, Nehemiah, do you want to set up a permanent prison here? Or are you talking about something a bit more dark? I think I am. People escape prisons. Especially this kind of people. Especially, frankly, this kind of prison. I don't think any of us have any particular prior skills in building perpetual containment facilities. Um, that's only partially true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, I'm glad I was going to, but I'm glad Rufus got there first. Okay, Rufus, I <laughs> proceed. Now I'm curious. I mean, I've I've made plenty of containment devices. Devices. Right, I could expand that to a facility. How quickly could you do that? Seriously. Like, with everything you've got on your plate? It would take a good long while. That shack is only going to hold them for so long. Shorter even than we think. Because I have a feeling next time we get the next array up online, which could take a month, could be a week, next array that goes online is going to move all these houses again. And when that happens, that house is going to move. When that house moves, who knows how well it's going to stay together. Yeah. Only one of them has to get back to Serratus for it to mean just everything for everyone we love. That thing out there, I can promise you, that is the biggest thing. And if he could somehow present that to whatever scary folk it is that he's getting involved with that would mean every single one of our lives to him and if it means protecting everybody here I don't mind spending a few of his we risked our lives for his people and they threw it back in our face 
can I make a very vague assurance? I don't see how that would be out of the ordinary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how vague you let me be. He's not a threat here. I will let you be vague in this instance, but apparently you and I need to have a chat. We can. Would you like to have that chat now or later? If you're willing to have it now, that's fine. I didn't know if you were being vague just for the sake of it or if you wanted to keep some secrets to, you know, a parrot to the club of people who apparently were in league with this individual. Are we waiting till this meeting is over or are the two of us leaving the building? Let's decide what we want to do. Then you and I can talk. Very well. Just know that this individual you speak of has no claim here. I'm not talking about him having a claim. I'm talking about him bringing down some, you know, a gang of ruffians and trying to work his way in here. Or, more specifically, work his way down below. That's my concern. And I think there's one way to go about making sure that doesn't happen. Can I ask one thing? Of course. Um, could you tell me exactly why it is that you think these people are so loyal that they'd run back? Conditioning. A little bit of conditioning. More. He promised whoever brought him the best find, the biggest thing, the most impressive piece of technology. Whoever did that, they would be a made person. They'd never have to worry about food, money, care ever again. And they trust him with this, yes? He's usually good for his word. On something like that, he only got to do that for one person. And if he's going to be set up like that, that means he can set up as many people as he wants. Stangling a carrot. Personally, I... I only I believe that everybody's getting the stick no matter what, but <laughs> that's me knowing a man. Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite of you, I think. I feel like if there's a chance that somebody can be deprogrammed from nonsense, it's always the best way to go, but I understand that time is not on our side in if, this case. If we could deprogram, if we knew anything about that, absolutely. But I can talk to people, but I, you know, I don't know anybody that has that kind of ability. Especially in a short period of time. I'm willing to be swayed here, I'll be honest. I don't want to do this, it seems. I don't want to put more people in danger. I just don't like the idea of, you know, being, doing what it is that it seems like you're all thinking about doing. It's it's ugly business, but we're trying to protect folk. Would um, it make you feel better to put it in mine and Adriel's hands? uh, That just makes me feel scummy and like, (laughs) oh, you're going to go do our dirty work and go do whatever it is that we all know you're going to do anyway. We all have our talents. 
we're very good at the dirty work. Peaches, <laughs> wait, <laughs> you, you're looking at me away. It's got me all confused. Uh, look, I, d I just don't want anybody else to die. And I think since this is a place of peace, if it's possible to do literally anything we can to not have that be a part of this community, that we should do that or not do that. You, you know what I'm saying? Is I think at some point there is certainly an opportunity to do that, especially once we get downstairs cleared out a little bit more. I think that there's plenty of room for a facility down there um, as it stands, especially a facility that's not like hooked up to a wall that might be moving around. Seems yeah. to be a liability with a lot of our construction here, but that's a problem that we're going to have, you know, hopefully we'll be resolved. I have been thinking about it. I have been thinking about it. I'm... I know. I know you have. <laughs> I know you have. Good. I've said my piece. They are dangerous. They could very easily lead to the deaths of everybody in this camp. Um, while... I am certainly open to the possibility that Serratus will not come on out here. I do want you uh, to be aware of my uh, leanings there. And Adriel, you and I will be having a walk here in just a little bit. Absolutely. Mm. But I think we need to have this resolved now because we do have a matter downstairs that we need to tend to sooner rather than later. So... Unless anybody else has anything they want to say, I think the choice is clear. Between... I don't want to kill people. Legit. That's it. That's my say. And that is a good say. If you're going to do that, I'm going to go be grumpy somewhere more constructive, and I'll feel this out later. But I think the choice is clear between getting a more permanent jail facility built in a very, very short term or executing the prisoners by whatever means deemed necessary by those who are very, very good at such things. I was thinking just poison in their drinking water. I mean, that we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Can we just knock them out until we get this sorted? Any, any chance of that? That's called a coma. <laughs> I, I know, but it's not death. Hold on. Smallrin starts sorting through her vials and then looks over at Farhura. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that, combined with any of this, could do that? Put someone in a sustained state of sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or death at this point. I feel like, hey, what is it you have there? She details the extensive contents of her poison pack, some of which is decidedly non-lethal. It is to provide different effects mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. retardation properties to mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. slow the effects of other poisons. Sure. I think I could probably come up with something. It wouldn't be, it probably wouldn't be as long as you'd like. I can't really guarantee it'll last very long. And I can almost guarantee that whatever sleep they're put into will be the most 
terrifying nightmares they've ever, ever experienced. I don't think that's true because I have a bottle of dream pills that make people dream about their favourite thing. Um, and I have used none of them. There's 24. So could we perhaps stir that into the cauldron? <laughs> oh, you all, no. I wish you could see Zan's expression right now. I really wish you could. They are just like touchdown arms. But in the best way. <laughs> it's been on my sheet for ages. That was an oddity I gave you forever I ago. I know. I, I don't even remember when that came up. Yeah. And Bogart and the Good Dreams. Okay. <laughs> well, here is what you're able to figure out. Between some of the more medicinal properties from Smallrin's poison components, some of the various drink ingredients that Fahura has, and she does, she is a bit of a healer. Uh, so she just have some things around. And the dream pills that Jory has, you think that you are going to be able to put them into essentially a euphoric dream state at minimum for a week. You think. Okay. It might be a little bit longer, but that's what you the three of you are able to kind of parse out with with the, the various things that you're putting into this you think a week which will mean that they will need caretakers 24 mm -hmm. 7 for that time mm -hmm. but could give you time to do something else won't be dead yeah jory please take an xp for that <laughs> oh thank you very oh kind. Oh gosh, that was amazing. I love the callback. Oh. I love the, oh, this has been on my sheet forever. I'm going to use it. Yep. I To prevent mass murder. I was trying to give you guys a tough choice here of like, yeah, they're just going to be terrified the entire time. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right, this is a fine enough temporary fix if we can get something more permanent built if we're not here when they wake up and they start making a ruckus please don't be afraid to do what needs to be done if a ruckus is made we'll silence it fine let's um let's go down and get this taken care of and then adriel you and i are talking i'll be waiting all right. You leave the ingredients with Fahura to start mixing up this sleep concoction, and you head back down underground to deal with the Brex, the Brexit. So Smallrin gives Fahura the components that she will need, but then also she uh, selects a small handful of vials and passes them to Adriel, just in case you decide this is the way you want to deal with the ruckus. Appreciate it. Oh, you two. <laughs> just, just gals being pals. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh T-shirt. <laughs> that has a completely different meaning. No, yeah, it does. It does. It does. I, I, I'm already picturing the T-shirt. The the A's are skulls. <laughs> oh man! You head down. 
same path. Mm-hmm. Molly is with you. And honestly, through that whole conversation, was kind of quietly listening and never really had any input. This was your decision to make, but is mm-hmm. still following along. Head back down, and you see the force field, and his jaw kind of just drops. You weren't lying when you said it was easier to show me. Yep. That's our buddy. Um, All right, well, let me know if you need anything. Otherwise, I'm just going to be the quiet observer here. Going to put it in, Jory? Uh, Yes. Okay. Okay. Jory, 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 you got this. Uh, I believe in you. I'm holding it. You got this. Thank you. Yes, it's still in my hands. Okay, all right. Limber up. All right, I'm ready when anybody else is. Everybody else good? I will just take my spear out and just kind of tap it on the ground at the side. Not that I can do anything with it, but just in case. No, Just in Smallrin, case. Smallrin draws her sonic blade. and mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. Easy does it. And I charge. Charge and phase through the force field. And you kind of pop out onto the other side. And you immediately, all of your hair stands on end, the hair on your arms raises as you have entered essentially uh, the beginnings of a lightning storm. There is energy crackling everywhere. You can hear a buzzing in your ear as though static electricity is just forming around your head. Okay, all right. Where am I going? Where am I going? Uh, I look around to find the slot. Yep, the slot is right there in one of the towers. It's kind of like right where this force field is. Okay, I'm afraid of touching any more metal than I am, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Slide it in. Um, And immediately as you do so, two things happen. One, your hair kind of starts to come back down. You feel that electrical force dissipate. The weird pressure that's putting around you just fades away. And at the same time, you see all of the parts of Brex's armor start floating back as this force field melts almost, back into a a centralized form of this suit of armor. And standing on your side, you kind of see these coming back together, Jory, and as they get closer together, they start like moving and flexing as though the energy is becoming more body-like again. On your side, Nehemiah and Smallrin, you uh, see the same thing. But as the shield comes in as well, you see four names etched inside. Kylan, Drav, Aveline, and Era. Nehemiah, you only saw three figures. One of those is his name. One of those is Brex. And as the energy kind of coalesces and the pieces of armor and Numenera come and click into place. The mall floats down, the last little bits of that green energy slipping through the cracks of the armor. Hammer lands in his hands. Feet land on the floor with a thud. 
and turns to you. Hammer upside down on the ground and arms reach out for a hug. Oh. <laughs> Go in, just boom. All of us are going to run in, I think. Yep. We'll have a giant Brex group hug. And the energy that you felt before Jory is gone. You have no ill side effects. You don't hear anything from Void Friend or any of the other Void beings. Things seem to be back in place. And that's where I'll call game. Thank you so much for listening to episode 45 of Imprinted Echoes. As a little behind-the-scenes tidbit, after finishing this recording session, I did reveal the character sentence that Brex had before he became a hollow glaive to the players. If you'd like to know, he was an intimidating glaive who absorbed energy. Of course, he has a different sentence now, but that has yet to be uncovered. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you'd like to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Tyler, JJ and Veronica, and Everett for their support. If you'd like to help out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. And of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter. Myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. The song from the orb, Dorme, has lyrics written by Zan Campbell-Johannes, music by Carlin Campbell-Johannes, and is performed by Bridget Randolph. This is a Ghostlight Media production.